Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Boss! 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 Welcome into At the Buzzer, your Ralphie Report podcast talking about CU Athletics. We've talked about the potential of CU Athletics happening for a long time now. Uh, finally, in person, we got to see it happen. And boy, let me tell you, it was disastrous. <laughs> uh, I am one host. Jack over there is the other co-host, Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello. And once again, we talk about Colorado athletics, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We saw two of those three things this past week. Um, but don't talk to us about it. Let's bring in our guest. We've talked to him before. Um, he is a one of our, I guess, the program's closest friends, partially because he and Sam, I think, is it the Silver Creek lineage? Am I yep. making that up? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he is he's one of the intrepid reporters on the Buffs beat. And has been for a few years now. Please welcome back, Jack Carlo. Hello, Jack. Cool. Thanks, Jack. Uh, yeah, good to be here. Excited mm-hmm. to talk some buffs. Um, yeah, I went to the game on Friday, so that Same. was fun for at least half of it. Um, and but... you went to the official the... press box, right? Yes. Yep. Nice. Okay. Uh, Buffalo's Wire. So check it out later. Um, How was the the energy in the stadium? Really good. At least in the first half. Uh, student <sighs> section was amazing as as always as we kind of expected no, you can't say as always i i'll say this i guess Wait, last year as, they were great as the resident okay. old head here um uh, when i was going to school there and this was a scant i mean this was during the 20 i mean late 2010 so nothing crazy or not late early 20 what do you call the middle um it wasn't great i i, I distinctly remember a 2014 game against washington where i or i stepped in 10 minutes late and i was in the second row uh, of the student section yeah. and, and i think recently you're right it's been like assumed that they sell out but they sold out on friday it was incredible yes. how deep that student section went it was crazy yeah um i think they are actually out of student passes correct me if i'm wrong but i think they That's actually cool. sold out of all of them um, yeah, I and saw they were, that. like pretty much all there on friday it was nuts um yeah. so i agree with jack the atmosphere is insane um i think we got to forty-eight thousand in, in attendance like um yeah. yeah and he mentioned it briefly but we do want to give him a fuller plug now and later uh buffalo's wire is where you can find his his writing i believe and this is, might be wrong but you're part of the usa today family yes. is that right okay yeah, yeah. the usa today sports media group kind of over under yep uh, yeah so we have a lot of fun a lot of quick hit news kind of stuff mm-hmm. um yeah so it'll be my second season covering the buffs with them and yeah nice. after spending a few months with you guys too, which is a lot of fun. That's right. Well, sometimes you have to graduate from fun to work. I get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, Jack is a great resource. I often read a lot of his stuff. He's some of the best when it comes to like injury updates. And I think early like lineup or um, game updates, it's pretty nice comprehensive list. Love the work. Um, and you. Sam, you started it in early, but now we can get directly into the game recap. We started with the, uh, I guess that was my main positive already at the door, which was the crowd, which I thought was fantastic for the TCU game. Hmm. Um, Sam, another question for you. It's going to be a weekly question. Did you stay up and watch it? No. Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, it started, I think, at like 4 a.m. my time. I wouldn't have. Yeah. yeah. Good for um, you. And it's, it's actually quite relieving to just go to bed, wake up, check the score, rip off the bandaid. Mm. And uh and then once I watched like the full highlights, I can kind of see what where it went wrong, knowing what's going to happen. Uh it it I, I like this version of my C <laughs> I don't have to be stressed. I don't have to be worried. I think part of why I checked out last year was because like the I just stopped watching the recaps. Right. 
Um, I don't know how long I'll keep watching them this year, but uh, <laughs> uh, let yeah, me I ask, are you watching like the twenty it. minute like Matthew loves ball highlight videos, like the third party ones? Are you watching those like two exactly. minutes? Exactly. Okay, nice. Yeah. Shout out, love that guy, Matthew loves ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, so just to set the scene a little bit, TCU came into Boulder Friday um, for a Friday night game, first week of the season. New head coach for TCU, Sonny Dykes. CU also had plenty of coaching turnover that I think we're all excited to see what that looks like. Mike Sanford as a new offensive coordinator promised a little bit of a different look. Um, and then there was nowhere to go but up on that side. Um, I think the line closed with TCU being a 13 and a half point favorite um, after starting at seven and a half. So Vegas is definitely bullish on the horned frogs. Um, and yeah, I guess to, to finish off the boring recap, I thought CU started really strong. Um, I guess bet more strong than I, than I was expecting. Um, the, the defense did some good things. I thought, especially in the first half. Um, and then the offense, um, moved the ball. I thought pretty well and, and definitely saw some better execution from that side of the ball. Um, and then hope was tasked pretty quickly. Uh, once they started when they scored their only score of the first half, which was a terrible punt, into the TCU um, special teams unit, which then ran it back for a touchdown. And that apparently started the onslaught. So the second half was just brutal. TCU adjusted, started running the edges using their athleticism. Um, CU's defense couldn't keep up. And then the offense just got stonewalled. Um, I would say, I guess, due to a, a, once again, TCU just wearing them down um, with depth. So in the end, yeah, and also is good. They're like fourth string receivers are more athletic than anyone on our team. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know about that. Well, anyways, okay. in the end, TCU poured it on third and fourth quarter. They win 38 to 13. Um, and we are left with, with plenty more questions and answers about the CU team. Um, so that's my quick and dirty emotional slash statistical recap. Um, let's go to Jack. What, what were your thoughts after that game finished? Um, let's see. Yeah, I guess going off Sam's point, like Quentin Johnson, their number one wide receiver was also oh, incredible. He's a freak. To watch. Um, but okay, I guess I'll start defensively. I would say the secondary was probably better than I expected, especially yeah. with just how young they are. Um, didn't expect a ton of them this year, but um TCU's passing game wasn't like ridiculous. Didn't um, they end with something like like 150 yards? Yeah, maybe I'm like that. I should double check the box. Yeah, but they're their starting quarterback also got hurt and had to leave the That's game, true. Chandler Morris. And yeah. then uh, their last three possessions, I believe, Max Duggan threw three passes the first drive, and then he didn't throw another pass the rest of the game. Right. Because yeah. why would you if you're averaging right. exactly. Or exactly. 20 or so? Um, but I guess probably my biggest concern on the defense was probably the defensive line. Um, they weren't really as good as we expected coming into the year. Um mm-hmm didn't put a ton of pressure on either quarterback and there was a lot of just runs like right up the middle that were pretty that went for big gains that weren't weren't great um Mm -hmm. offensively uh offensive line wasn't um, maybe a little bit better than last year but the running game wasn't very good uh Fondo and Deion Smith didn't really do much um yeah, you guys want to get in the quarterback stuff? There's a lot to dive. That's into. that is not where yet, I was going yet. next. So, let, oh, okay. no, 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 not mind. yet. All right. Um, so, so the thing is, with this like Matthew loves ball recap is I only really see the big plays or the positive plays. Yeah. So I don't see like the first and ten in completion. Um, yeah. So I have a little bit of gaps in my understanding. Yes. Hey, was the offensive like- line okay? With pass protection, I saw like Lewis and Shrout kind of running for their lives a little bit. And I saw in the box where there had been some sacks. How well, I would that? say it's way better than last year. Um, this this season's group was way better than last year, specifically at pass protection. Um, Shrout definitely bailed, but he was also put in some really weird spots as a quarterback. Um, so I don't mind him bailing on the, the pocket that much. Um, but Brendan Lewis, I thought had way more time to throw. And maybe this is just me looking back on last year's team, like super negatively. I just don't think he ever really had time to make a second and third read. And I think this game, 
you could see the wheels turning to the second and third week read um okay pretty consistently i think lewis and, and Stroud were put in better spots this year than they would have been last year yeah okay and then jack carlo yeah lewis made a couple of good throws there in the first quarter i think to daniel arias um arias had a great game first drive yeah um but what carl durell has been saying a lot the past couple of days is that he wasn't happy with Shrout, Shrout kind of left the pocket too early. I kind of, I would agree with him too a little bit. So that's kind of been a knock on Shrout so far. Um, so maybe that just makes the offensive line look a little worse than it was. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's still hard to be, you know, comfortable in a pocket when you know, yeah, after how poorly they performed last year. Um, but yeah. that was kind of like Shrout's big knock. Sam, are you driving this bus? Can I get into the QB discussion? Um, I think it's not, I think it's okay for us to get into the QB discussion, but I do want to talk about other areas later. Okay. I just think it's natural to what, what, um, Jack mm-hmm. just said. Yeah. I, I think Darrell's statement is accurate. He did leave the pocket too early. However, I also think it's total BS to talk about that because the first time you put JT shot on the field this year was on a 99 yard two minute drill yeah. in the first half. That's insane. And he did pretty well. That's what's crazy yeah. to me. It's like, you can talk about criticizing that, but there was something there that just did not exist in this offense prior. And I, I guess this is a, a admission of, of mine. I am a pro Brendan Lewis guy. I, we were a pro Brendan Lewis podcast. But watching Where? that game, um, <laughs> I think JT Shroud did way more for this offense than Brendan Lewis did. And maybe that's because he just chucks it downfield more. And I like watching the ball in the air. I don't know. He definitely, there was a lot of picks that probably should have happened that didn't. Um, but I just thought that I he did th- some things in some really tough spots that were exciting. And I'd like to see more of that. Um, and I think the first thing that Darrell said afterward not the first thing but one of the main things he focused on was him leaving the pocket too early i just kept thinking like this is exactly why brendan lewis was scared last year too to make mistakes if that's what we're looking at now like i don't know i i looked at shroud and i was like this is sweet i'm okay if he's leaving the pocket like that because he's throwing actual downfield balls um and he has some zip to his passes that have not has not existed um since some brief steven montez flashes so i don't know and i i just thought that was very classic Carl Durrell. It made me very upset when he was talking about that with Shroud. That was my rant. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it looks like this week, the plan is also to split time between Lewis and Shroud again. So I'm guessing it'll be Lewis starting the game. That seems to be most people's expectation. Um, but yeah, Air Force is a whole different monster. So I'm kind of afraid for that. Yeah, well, as as we should be. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess I don't so, know. Watching the highlights, Sam, the Matthew Lowe's ball highlights. Yeah. Did you get any feel for the quarterback controversy? So, quarterback? Okay, so basically, my understanding is the first half, Brendan Lewis kind of moved the, the offensive long methodically, uh, four yard play after four yard play. And then they kind of stalled in the they kind of stalled towards the end of the drives, partly out of offensive line mistakes. I'm I'm seeing. Um and then Shrout, his drive at the end of the half was just like just some incredible passes. Like that man throws a beautiful ball and his release is just like it's it's just such an aesthetic thing to watch. And yeah. just like chuck it. Yeah. <laughs> And we're, I think Pat McAfee calls them effable spirals, and I think that's what Shout throws. Um, effable? Oh, well, I, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah um, I get it. Um, but yes, and then I think second half, it seemed that Lewis kind of got held back by the coaching, by the coaches. It's, it seemed like there was some conservative play calling. Mm, yeah, um, okay. Yeah, uh, that's that's my read anyway. Okay. And then Shrout's drives were not really successful, but he flashed pretty good, especially once it was kind of in garbage time. Like he just made some throws that were just spectacular. Whereas I think Lewis kind of lost the game. Uh, not lost the game. No, no, no. I didn't mean that. Like kind of lost momentum throughout the game, whereas he had been building early in the first half. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to talk about that early in the first half thing because there was a weird spot. 
I don't know. Going into halftime, there was something nuts. Like, TC only had, like, 30 offensive yards or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. Super small, and they were winning. And that's when you kind of knew, like, all right, well, if they can figure that out, they're just going to destroy CU. Um, and part of that's because I, I thought in the first quarter specifically, CU's, like, scripted calls went really well. Um, in the first few drives, there was more motion of the tight ends and wide receivers than in Shiv's entire year as an offensive coordinator calling plays. Um, I thought there was some nice play. Lewis actually looked downfield and threw an amazing deep ball to areas that, that Jack mentioned earlier that I thought was, um, good to see. Cause I think Lewis's deep ball is actually probably one of the best we've seen from a C quarterback in a while. He just doesn't use it often or hasn't been able to. Um, he, that ball's not moving very fast. No, but that's it's you in college. I think that's totally fine. Um, yeah, but we did see on the one, the other deep ball he threw, it was just kind of floated forever and it got intercepted. Yeah, and see you. What? He had a very ugly lob. Uh, is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, it got picked off and uh, called back on defensive pass interference, which was a little yeah. bit of a soft call. But uh, planned, dude. It was coordinated. It, so that that looks <laughs> really bad. Like, like seventy two throw power in NCAA. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, I may, and maybe this is once again me looking with rose colored glasses. But I just I just remember for four years watching Stephen Montez load up for a deep ball, and then it ends like ten yards past the dude he was throwing at. So I yeah, prefer the, ones, the more catchable lobs, I guess. But when Montez was on. He, he could on. win you a game. Yeah, exactly. I yes. don't know if Lewis can really win a game by himself. Like, he can't, like, carry the offense. He doesn't have that ceiling, I think. I think you're totally right. Um, And and I think that's part of why at the end of this day, I, at the end of this game, I was thinking, all right, well, I, Shrout, I think, gives us a better chance. I thought he threw some really nice balls. He was more athletic than I was expecting, honestly, coming off of that knee surgery. He moved around pretty well. Yeah, um, same. And I wanted to bring up that drive too. That two two minute drive, you know, started off QB sneak, which I thought was nice to get him some room. And then he had a nice completion down the field that Arius pulled the catch out of nowhere for. That was a crazy catch. If Arius has hands this year, he's he's going to get some NFL interest. Um, and then there was a play. I think that was the Penry. Maybe it was a third down. I don't know if, if you remember this one, Jack, but he came. Shroud was going out of the pocket. And it got tripped up. And as he was getting tripped up, he just whipped a ball at Penry. That was a little bit behind him. Um, that was like yeah. 20 yards downfield. That eventually I saw was, that one. That was nasty. And exactly. And that, that, so you're looking yeah. at that, and, like, and you're like, oh, there's something there. Like, that's something that's really hard to do. And, if mm-hmm. he, you know, we didn't pull it off, obviously. Just like C did not pull off the whole game. But that's something that is really good. Has a decision-making. Like, I think a lot of other quarterbacks just take that, try to run, get the yards. Um, but he was, you know, inches away from completing 20 yard game plus because Penny had no one near him. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that, I thought was really good to see offense stalled in the red zone twice, which was super annoying. I think it was false start both times when they got really That's close to holding. It. There was a holding, big holding yeah. penalty in the, yeah. in that draft. That's right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I Just frustrating. Frustrating um, again, and and that's what I think partially led to this collapse because CU was just moving the ball, got nothing out of it. TCU didn't move the ball at all and got seven points out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And then that once they started moving the ball, it was over. Um, I do want to talk about um, another them. highlight. Another highlight I have is that I think Ashton Logan is going to have a great career with CU because the last punter whose first punt ended up in an opponent's touchdown. Yeah. 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 Jack, do you know where I'm going? <laughs> to Alex Kinney. <laughs> oh, what was that from? <laughs> His first punt was blocked and returned and returned for a touchdown against Hawaii. His oh, that like, oh, that was like eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a long yeah, time yeah, that was ago. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, like 15 yeah. or 14. And then he went to Michigan yeah. in the game I attended and just punted it right into the linesman's ass, which was then oh. recovered. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah, and then the real peppers just destroyed. Yeah, what a fun game that was. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I mean, he got better as the game went on as well. But that first punt was yeah. was just tough. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to speak a little bit, like Jack said, to the defense too. I don't want to just get into the quarterbacks only. Um, I, I like he said, I was expecting more from the defensive line. I know no Janaz Jordan hurts there, but no, wait, um, no, no, we're not getting, we're not getting there. So we, we, we have room to explore the quarterback discussion. Okay. 
Jack, who, who, Jack Carlo, who, gun to your head, who are you going with? Air Force, who do you want rest of the season and why? Trout. Yeah. <laughs> For all of the reasons that we've talked about. Um, but I mean, I guess Darrell's thought with it has been like Lewis had all the experience of last year. Trout might be a little bit rusty, but again, everything we saw yesterday with arm strength uh, and just overall arm talent, Trout was much better. Um, yeah, moved the ball much better. And in that third quarter, I guess when Lewis came in to start, uh, everything just reverted to like last year's offense, just like really just lazy kind of check downs, uh, a lot of just batting completions, passes he should have made too. Um, and then as soon as Shroud came in kind of in the fourth quarter, at least his last drive there, uh, I think he had a nice touchdown to Jordan Tyson. Um, I think that gave him some more momentum. Um, that was a really pretty pass too. Yeah. Yeah. And a great catch. Yeah. Um, but maybe they're also kind of figuring out like Mike Sanford's offense a little bit and who kind of works better with that. I still think it's going to be Shrout. Um, but it seems like Sanford and Darrell want to run the ball a little bit more. So that's why they like Lewis in there to, you know, have an extra running back almost out there. And Lewis did run the ball really well. So I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, I guess he was. Um, but I thought was on a one twenty-four yard scramble. To be fair, but still, yeah, he can pop yeah. off twenty-four yards. How many twenty-yard plays did we have? Period last year. Not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, gun, gun to my head, I'll say Shroud. But I'm not sure Terrell's gonna go that route quite yet. I'm not super confident. Okay, so Jack Bars, if you had to. Pick Lewis in this situation. Give me, give me an argument why you would pick him. Uh, well, like other Jack said, definitely the best, a good runner. Um, and with backups behind him, we that's not something that's something that can be used now. Last year he had to be preserved because the backup was true freshman Drew Carter. This year he can be a little bit more of a true dual threat if we want him to be. Um. There is a possibility, I I guess, once again. I mean, he showed some things in that first quarter, but then he, he kept he reverted back to really short, shallow passes, not seeing the middle of the field. Um, you know, there's a possibility that they really drill into him that he needs to shoot it downfield. And the, the fact that Air Force's athletes are closer to a similar level or lower than level than um, CU's might help him have confidence there. Um I don't know. Yeah, I think the main thing he has over Shroud is that he, he can run the ball early and often, um, and you can maybe run some more RPOs or option plays with him. Um, but Sanford doesn't really have that in his repertoire um, in the previous stops, so I don't know if that's a thing that he's considering. Okay, so so am I correct in that like the Lewis offense would be more um, methodical and controlling the clock, whereas the Shroud offense might be a little bit like, fuck it, we ball? I'd agree with that. Uh, yeah, if if you believe in Lewis, the Lewis offense's ability to get consistent first downs. Okay, which I, right. I don't really at this point, but I would like to see him grow because he's still only a sophomore. Sure, absolutely. I I just think, yeah, the way the team is set up, still with the fact that the offensive line, you know, I think there is a pretty big improvement over last year, but that still just means going from disastrous to below average, maybe, you know. Whereas yeah. he might need something that gives him a little more time than that to truly be what he needs to be. Um, I don't know. It's tough, but I, I still, I still like what he gives you in terms of dual threat abilities. Yeah. Right, no. Go ahead. You. Okay. Um, the key is just going to be converting those like third and shorts, I think with Lewis, which they struggled a lot with last year. And even the first drive of the game against TCU, they had that like fourth and one, and weird thing yeah that was horrible um horrible so yeah lewis is going to be like be doing those like short check downs um where they're going to get into those like third and short situations the buffs need a guy to kind of convert those um hopefully alex fontenot or deon smith can be that guy too to get those 
a couple of yards. Or, or stacks. Or stacks. He played a little bit too. Um, a little bit. Even Charlie Offerdahl. I think he had a couple of snaps. Yeah, you got you to carry. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's probably going to be the key, just converting those shorter plays where Shrout's probably not going to put the buffs in those situations as much, I would say. Okay. I'm just wondering what the 2016 arguments would have been with Davis Webb transferring to Colorado instead of Cal. That like is him versus Seth parallel. Yeah. Does that does that torpedo the season by taking the locker room? I think if, it, if you're talking about senior season, Brendan Lewis, it's a similar thing. Seppo just earned so much up to that point, it was really hard to say no to Seppo, right? I mean, yeah. just also because not to not to rehash this, that was supposed to be more of a bit like of a joke, but Seppo was recovering from a foot injury and nobody really knew how he was doing. A Liz Frank, yes. And they weren't really sure if he was going to be fully healthy or if he was going to need to redshirt. So that's why they were recruiting another quarterback. Um, and now for the fun question, would you guys rather have this quarterback duo or Bo Nix? This quarterback duo, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I mean, after watching some of the Oregon game on Saturday, well, yeah. Okay, maybe I'll <laughs> let's see. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's Georgia, so that's obviously tough. I guess I'll say this. Oh, okay. can you imagine how we would do against Georgia's defense? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of defense, do you guys want to talk about Janaz Jordan's absence again? <laughs> uh, I I would like to talk about more than that. It's hard to talk too much about just Janaz Jordan's absence <laughs> within this game, but we can talk about the defensive line as a whole. Sam, is that something that's of interest to you, Mr. Bus Driver? Sure. Okay. Yes. Uh, I thought yeah. Jalen Sami would be better, but whatever. It was oh, it's not even that necessarily. I just yeah, I know, I know. We're in year six of Terrence Lang, dude. Like, yeah. always flashes. Where he should be able to at least play to the level of TCU, like 50-50 basis when the when his battles. Was but he just, just getting pushed around? It wasn't getting pushed around. He, he's still a good player. It's just I want him to be the beast that he looks like, you know, the beast that he's like massive. He's so built up and he's been around for a while. Um, I just would like him to be a more consistent force. It's been so long since he's had an edge force um, and it's just really missing from this year's team too. Um, just not something that. I mean, once again, it looks like he's going to have to bring extra guys to rush the passer, which makes everything harder on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we had Mustafa Johnson was decent. I mean, he, he, was, he wasn't great last year. Um, but, yeah, it would have been nice to have him for an extra year. But also, like, guys like Naeem Rodman, I think he's going to have to step up a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. like, Rodman, Sammy, Lang are kind of the big three there you have to rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I think CU's linebackers played well, too, overall, at least Quinn. Yeah, Perry. I was how shocked did... at how good Quinn Perry looked. He looked like one of the fastest guys on the defense. Yeah, yeah, he broke out. <laughs> um, anyway. I did notice one of the things, one of the negative things. Well, to me, it looked like the three down linemen were spread out a little bit too far, I think probably to deal with TCU's team speed. And so the TCU could just kind of run in between and they could just triple team Sami in the middle. Um, and then kind of gets to the second level. And then once they're at the second level, I think I noticed Robert Barnes was a little bit not in the right place at the right time. Biggest disappointment for me in week one was Robert Barnes. Do you want to elaborate on that? I yeah, I wanted him to be, I don't know. I thought he was going to be a little more explosive. Um, seemed like he was getting washed out a lot of the time. Didn't seem like he had some of the speed I'd like him to have. I don't know. Just seemed like, uh, he was getting beat up up front and wasn't able to use his speed or a- any speed uh, to get around or like rush the passer, get around people, cover people like space in a meaningful way. Yeah, I don't know. Like it was just shot. And Quinn Perry looks so much faster than him out there. And Quinn Perry is like 250 pounds. That that's what I thought. Um, I was just hoping for more, um, more of a I don't want to say Davion Taylor, but more of a speed linebacker role from him. Yeah, we could see that from Guy Thomas, maybe. He had a decent game. Um, yeah. I think the ceiling's pretty high. And, yes, yeah, looking at the stats here, too, 
Jalen Sami only had one total tackle. It was assisted too. So I did not see that coming into Friday for sure. Yep. So yeah, probably right, Sam. I'm sure they put an extra guy or two on him. Um, yeah, we'll see what Air Force does with that next week, though. I, I appreciate that you're uh, looking at the stats while I just have the tab open of Jorquarius Bivy, person <laughs> that I don't forget to mention his name on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> That's your one note. <laughs> it's a good yeah, one. Uh, I... Um, I thought Josh Chandler Sumeda was like fine, but nothing crazy. Um, and I'm sure you noticed, see, uh, Sam, that my boy Trevor Woods led the team in tackles. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he he is lurking. He knows where the ball's gonna be, and he is a very good tackler. And that is that. Hey, that's a staple of those early two and ten, four and twelve CU teams is when the safety's the leading tackler. That's how you know things are doing well. When they get to the second level. Remember Terrell Lewis? Leading tackler Terrell Lewis in 2012? I was going to not name drop shitty CU players (laughs) for the eighth time every podcast. Cedric Thompson? He's good. My my first thought was Terrell Lewis. Or, yeah, Terrell Lewis. And then my second thought was Ray Polk. Oh, wow. Going way back. Um. Thought, yeah, that was the Embry safety days. <laughs> like, hey, Woods is there, man. I really like Woods. And and Mark Perry didn't even play that much for TCU. So I would consider that a wash. He had a big stop. Mm-hmm. He had a very big stop on third down. Mm-hmm. He had a tackle for a loss that forced to kick. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Other thoughts? I'm driving this bus, but I don't know where to yeah, go. Yeah, I think Jack made a good point. The young secondary did way better than I thought they would on, on Quentin Jackson, Johnson. Is it? Jackson. Johnson, yeah, Johnson. I thought he was going to do a lot more. You're if if you told me before this game that Quentin Johnson went for three catches for 22 yards, I'm happy. I'm super happy. I'm thinking this is a good job by the defense, um, and it was by those guys. So I, I thought Kalen Moore, especially another one of my boys, Sam, that I talked about, did a really good job on the outside. Popped some really good athleticism. I don't know. I, I think we have something there. Um, it's just the fact that they, they once the speed got to the edge for TCU um, in our front seven, there was just nothing there. And we and we've seen that song and dance before, Sam and and Jack of a, a, a CU team that just does not have team speed on defense, and it's mm-hmm. hard. It's really hard to scheme around that. I think Nico even two thousand. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying Nico Reed's might be one of the quicker guys too in the secondary too. He didn't do much sure. against TCU, from what I remember, but. I think he brings, yeah, that speed element. Yeah, I was going to say that yeah. even the even the 2016 defense, the one that's so good, didn't really have that much side to side speed. Um, if you they had enough, again, I, I I don't know. I second think they had reference, enough. second reference to the Michigan game, in which Michigan realized, oh, we can just run to the edge. Yeah, that was depressing. Hey, let's just do Jake game. Butt on a drag ride against Rick Gamboa about a million times, and let's win this game. Yeah, so Gosh. I think it's like, I think at that point it is also like, see, you can't really recruit the best athletes. Um, I mean that's pretty obvious. Um, and has been a trend for a while. And then also TCU is probably like they're in great recruiting ground. I don't know how well they're doing with recruiting. I don't know what Sonny Dykes does. Um, I mean, these are still Gary Patterson recruits, but yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, but I mean. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. I think that those guys were very athletic, and I think that this will probably be one of the more athletic teams on the schedule. Hopefully it doesn't keep biting us in the ass, but it looks like it will. I don't know, man. I think you can scheme away from teams, get to team speed as well. Like, I don't know, if you remember 2017, that we had pretty much one guy, Davion Taylor, that was like, hey, just get to the edge, guy. And it worked for like a large part of that defense, right? Like, he did a lot of really good stuff. Um, and like in 2016, like you mentioned, Oli Bode and Ryan Muller just doing the Lord's work, running to the edges. Um, you can get to that, but when we try to have four down every play, which we are, you're using one of those edge players as a four down lineman. And you're really relying on those two middle linebackers or three linebackers to have the speed to get, get places. And when one of them is Quinn Perry, one of them is Robert Barnes, I don't think that's going to happen in a way that we need it to. Um, 
So I don't know. It's just a weird spot where the linebackers need to be quicker or they need to drop one of them farther back. But right now, yeah, TCU just abused CU on the edge of those lines. That's my thought. How, how does this how does this look moving into Air Force? A team that will not do the stop same. trying to do exactly the same. Yeah. Just with a little maybe where they lose a little bit of athleticism, they have more uh experience and technicality. Yeah, I think it's important to note that CU is 14-point underdogs against TCU, and CU is now 18-point underdogs against Air Force. So it is not getting easier. <laughs> yeah, this is a nightmare for me, I think, against Air Force, just after what we saw last week. Yep. Yeah. Like I, have a, I have a ticket for Air Force to win the Mountain West, and I think that is going to happen based on what I saw from Boise State against Oregon State. They are really, really good. They are really old. They return most of their starters from last year. Same quarterback from last year, um, which is always yeah. important in an option offense. Um, and Troy Calhoun just knows how to win games. Um, I cannot say the same for CU's coaching staff, so I am extremely concerned. Jack, what makes this a nightmare matchup? In, I think that's what we were words. saying with the, the speed and the athleticism. Kind of, mm-hmm. I'm worried about CU's defensive line a little bit, just with how many times TCU – was able to find holes, um, mm-hmm. even in pretty simple, like run set plays. And I think you know, just throw in some, you know, that option offense. And I'm very concerned, especially, yeah, kind of on the edge. Um, I think we're going to need to have, yeah, Jalen Sammy kind of have a better game there, tackle too. Um, yeah, it's just how many holes TCU found. And I think Air Force is going to do an even better job of kind of exploiting those. I'm looking at Air Force stats. Their it's stats ridiculous. last year. <laughs> ridiculous. I am terrified. You don't even have to look at the stats last year. Do you know how many yards they rushed for against Northern Iowa last week? Uh, yeah, I see it. 600. <laughs> <laughs> We're screwed, man. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, I don't – oh, man. It, it's just – you know, you beat option on defense with disciplined plays and your edge guys being able to win the one-on-ones because they're going to be put in rough spots every single play. I do not have faith in CU's ability to execute that way. Um, so, yeah, this is a, a nightmare matchup in a season that's going to be full of nightmare matchups, given that I would say Air Force is probably the one team on the roster that on ta- or on the schedule that on paper has less talent than CU. Um, and they happen to be really good, and they're going to go for 10 wins and get ranked this year. So, like, that's tough. Um, that's tough. And the fact that you have to play this at Falcon Stadium, and and I'm sure their fans smell blood in the proverbial water, um, want to prove that they are the program to beat in the state of Colorado, which, let's face it, they are. CU has not beaten Air Force since the 60s. So, um, yeah, going to be tough. What? CU has not beaten Air Force since the 60s? With the caveat that they have not played since 1970. Yes, until uh, they played 1973. In which, in which they played 1973. That's true. Excuse me. Let me look this up then. Was, yeah, your your facts are wrong, but it was 1973 and CU won. So, uh, and they didn't play again until like 2019, 2018, something like that. 19. Um, yes, yeah, CU 19, last won yeah. in 74. You're correct. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So only, what is that? 40 years. Excuse me. Okay, but they're one and one in the last. 47 years. <laughs> so yeah that 2019 uh, game is also one of the ones that point to when people are like i do think losing mel tucker is, is not fun obviously but uh the 2019 game was a a master class in mismanagement from a rookie head coach in mel tucker in mm-hmm. my opinion uh i was at that game uh jack were you at that jack carla were you at the game yeah press we all were at that game Yep, we're all at that game. Love that big was, time having. I believe that day. was, I, in my opinion, Stephen Montez's worst game as a buff was was that yep. game. He went on uh, against the Air it. Force secondary with Lavisca Chenault. I think he went like fifty percent completion percentage, which is hilarious. Um, and Aaron Maddox like destroyed his leg on a fan. If you remember oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, that was nasty. See, you lost in overtime to a team that should yeah. not have even come close. And this, um, we and are then, not projected to be close in this game. So, uh, Jack Carlo, do you know a history lesson? Do you know why CU didn't play Air Force <laughs> for like 40 years there? Yeah. Uh, that's my guess. 
I don't know. What, what is it? We can recap that. Jack, Jack Barsh. Yes. I see you're texting. I'm looking <laughs> things up, dude. <laughs> Go ahead. What's your question? Um, why why did CU and Air Force not play each other since uh, the end of the Vietnam War? <laughs> Uh, I don't think that they liked the way that the Boulder community reacted to people in armed forces coming to their um, stadium in mass. I don't think that was something that they appreciated very much. Um, mm. Tensions were high across the country, and and Boulder was no ex- exception. I also believe there was some mascot kidnapping on that was Air Force. Yeah, Air Force. Did. Follow- okay, so a mascot kidnapping in which Ralphie okay. was kidnapped by Air Force students. And why Ralphie is now on a secret ranch. And then I believe that was followed with not a mascot kidnapping, but with a mascot murder of the poor Air Force Falcon being murdered by CU students. I would consider it accidental, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> accidental. Oh, okay. Was it kidnapped and accidentally killed? Uh, so the story goes. So the story goes. <laughs> yes, there was uh, high tensions, and that's why it took so long. But I'm glad they got it back on the schedule. I do like playing Air Force Service Academy. Yeah. It's, this has been said a million times. Are a good example of of true, you know, student athlete NCAA. All that taglines that they give you for everyone. Um, that is what is actually happening with Student uh, mm-hmm. Service Academy. So it's always fun to have one in the backyard, especially one like Air Force, especially um, the best Service Academy. I yeah, know. the one that keeps churning them out, dude. Yeah, the one where I've actually had multiple family members in the Air Force, so it's right. uh, not not pro military, but I have a soft spot for Air Force sports. Yeah, and uh, the Zoomies are cool. They have a lightning bolt, which is cool. Blue and white are cool colors. Nothing. I had a, a, a three time Heisman winning triple option quarterback on Air Force at NCAA thirteen. There you go. Uh, last last thing I wanted to say about the TCU game. Here's a fun fact for you. Brennan Lewis's QBR was 36.8. Okay. Not good. Brennan Lewis's QBR was also 36 times better than Iowa's QB. <laughs> Who had a quarterback rating of one? <laughs> <laughs> and they won. And they won. That's what oh, – And, excuse and me, they, scored, they scored seven points without scoring a touchdown. Just beautiful. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Just wrapping up my thoughts, I think CU's – this is the worst-case scenario, uh, in my opinion, for CU football this year. We talked a lot about in the offseason, Sam, that if they don't start off well against TCU, this schedule can go bad quick, uh, and I think that's what we're going to see. But, um, you know, they looked in, – in the second half, they looked like the slower team, the less athletic team, and the team that wanted it less, which is three things you don't want to be. Um, I think Shrouk has some spark, so I hope we see more of him and all of – him starting against Air Force, but I doubt that'll happen. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's it, this. I said this before the year, Sam, when we talked about it. This is a schedule that gets coaches fired regardless. Like this is a really hard schedule regardless. Um, and seeing how they reacted in week one is not voting well for the future of this coaching staff, in my opinion. All right, score predictions for Air Force. I mean the game. Yeah, I'll go 30 to 14 Air Force. Okay. I think that's um, a cover. Let's go, baby. I go 35, 10. Yeah. Okay. okay. I was Not gonna, a cover. I was gonna go 31 14, but we're all in the same ballpark. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> Let's see what Vegas thinks it is, huh? Are we all excited about this? Let's see. Huh? I'm excited. Yeah. Um let's let's do some fun stuff while we're Talking about the Meyer of CU football. Favorite game we saw this weekend? Not CU related. <laughs> Didn't watch any. Oh, I watched some I of the Colorado State game. That was funny. What? I watched some of the Colorado State Michigan game. God, they're in a oh. worse spot not wise than we <laughs> yeah. are. I don't even know how that's possible, man. Their their offensive line looked like ours last year, which was just yeah. like put in cardboard boxes instead and you'll do better. It was brutal. Michigan just destroyed them up front. Yeah. Oh, I watched the end of the App State North Carolina game. That was madness. Yeah. Was incredible. Um, okay. I'll, I'll give a I'll give a under un, underground shout out to Eastern Carolina, NC State. Eastern yeah, Carolina was their upset bid 
in just heartbreaking fashion, missing the field goal, getting the ball back, scoring a miracle touchdown, and then missing the extra point to oh uh, god. Well, they they went for two, and they it was a drop pass. That's right. Excuse me, but they missed an extra point as well at some point. I'm trying okay. to you, you look Not that up for me. Um, all right, so Vegas has the over under on this game at 49 total points with Air Force as a 17-point favorite. So okay. I'm not good at math, but I think that puts Air Force somewhere in the realm of the high or the low 30s, right? Yeah, about. Yeah, so they guess it's like 30. What am I, what am I trying to say here? 34, 13? No. Nope. Fuck, We're I'm bad at math too. Listen to three idiots try to do math in there. <laughs> That's what this podcast is. Okay, 49 minus 17 is 32. Okay. So 32. I don't know if that did anything for us, actually. Whatever. You, you just did 32 to 17. That's the score. <laughs> I think that's what I just did. <laughs> Which is not what I would not what we need to do. Oh my god, we're so dumb. Regardless, uh, they are expecting what I'm still Putting high tw- high twenties, low thirties for Air Force and low teens for CU. If I'm not yep. right, so yeah, we were on par with the Vegas expectation. No, you can get some good uh, Colorado money line plus six eighty if you want to bet on CU to win. Plus six eighty is pretty if, good odds. So if this game goes as expected, what are we looking for to stay positive? Um, so if CU goes 0-2 with the trip to Minneapolis on deck, uh, okay, so when we go my alarms 3. are fully sounding. I'm, I'm writing up my coaching hot board stuff for the end of the season, which is always fun. You know I have fun with that, Sam. Um, but I am looking at the secondary, which is still disgustingly young and has some good talent there to, to continue to shine. Um, I want to see more from young tight ends like Kayla Fourier, who got in briefly against TCU, but I want to see more of his talent. I want to see Victor Venn on the field. Um, and let's see. I don't know. There's some really young linebackers. I like too. I want to see Mr. Williams um, show up at some point. Marvin Ham is exciting and has been since he signed. Yeah. Just some of the younger, I mean, see you still disgustingly young because the older players keep transferring. So let's see more of it. Yeah. Okay, Carl? Players, uh, wide receiver group too. I'm pretty. Yeah. McGagan. Yeah. Yeah, McGagan especially, yeah. Montana, Chase Penry, Ty Robinson. And I thought they did well. I'm seeing Chase so Jordan well. Tyson. Uh, against, well yeah. against TC was fun. He had a catcher too, Jordan Tyson. Yep. Um, yeah, I think they're going to yeah develop into a few good players there. Um, that's probably my number one thing. Yeah, and, and if Shroud can – if we can stick with one guy and they show something, if it's Shroud and he shows something, that's something to look forward to. Um, and they still might show that's something. what I would say. You might still end up two and 10, one and 11, oh, and 12, right? <laughs> so yeah. just hard. It's just hard when I think it was pretty clear that CU is going to be at a talent deficit 10 out of 12 games this year, at least. It makes it hard to win games. Yeah, especially because the one easy game, Arizona, looks quite. Impressive. Yeah, Jaden Lalora, so. dude, slinging around the yard against the embattled San Diego State program. Oh yeah, Arizona. Let's not touch that. Yeah. Okay. We should. I mean, let's fire Brady Hoke and clear out that ED. But yeah, let's yeah, not touch yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anything else? Nope. Sadness abounds. Sadness abounds. But like I said, okay. dude, it's it's crazy to me. We we're four and eight last year, and before that, we won four games. There's a weird Alamo Bowl year, but we were four and eight last year, and see, so you had forty eight thousand people. Friday night game, 48,000 people in the stands. The, the potential is still there and latent. People want a good product to watch for CU football. And it is there. Just got to give it to them, man. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Jack Carlo. Yeah. Uh, we, we can find you at Buffalo's Wire. Yes. Or on Twitter. You can follow my Twitter, too. Jack yep. underscore Or on Carlo. Twitter. What yeah. is it, Jack yeah. underscore Carlo? Jack underscore Carlo. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. It's good to yeah. see you. Yeah, I hope you're doing well. We miss you at Ralphie Report. Oh, I miss you guys too. <laughs> let's uh, let's get you back in for fun times, though. Basketball season is in October yeah. now, with Nebraska coming in for an exhibition. So let's do that. That's going to be more yes. fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Definitely counting the days till basketball. You probably did not notice this because you were in the press box, like a, a, a true professional should mm-hmm. be, but Sam, I did see happen to see the visiting group of basketball players. Um, oh, I saw that. There's a pretty big group of basketball high schoolers visiting and the TCU game. Um, so we, job was one. Yes, and Bay and Dongo is another one, as well as well as Courtney Anderson, who's a guard from California. Um, and you know they look great. I saw Ben Mills walking around in the concourse. Love to see him. Just kept yelling and beat. I don't think people got it, but you know the right people got it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was, uh, it was good to see all them. Um, and I, you know, that's going to be another, it's going to be a fun team to watch, but they were, they yeah, were at the like, So that would explain why Tad Boyle had a bunch of C like NBA CU players, uh, scrimmage. Oh, that's right. You were talking about that, right. but I didn't explore further. You want to tell me more about that? This is going to be fun way to end. Um, I mean, there's not much more to it. It's just like Tad likes to bring back a lot of the alumni. So like McKinley Wright, Shane Gatling. Uh, oh, awesome! I think Derek White. Probably like, yeah, Derek Sweet. White. Oh yeah. Uh, Jariah Horn. Jabari Walker. Jariah Horn. Yeah. That's was so cool, man. Yeah, I think I saw Jabari. Yeah. I love yeah. that Jariah Horn is a one-year guy, and but he's God, a buff. Yeah, but all of a sudden, like hell yeah, let's bring him in. Um, yeah, because yeah, he does do that year of the game, right? It's alumni versus team. He likes to do those pickup games or whatever. I just remember because he used to do that for they used to do that for the TBT stuff, um, mm-hmm. and that's how we first heard of the legend of McKinley Wright when he dunked on Chris Col- Copeland or whatever uh, as a freshman. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so that was nice. I, I I appreciate that Tad is probably like he's timing that up very intentionally because uh, these these are the players who were successes. More, I mean, pretty much. Oh, totally. I mean, how can you not look at Derek White and, and not, you know, want to come to see you? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what a success yeah. story. And also, like Jabari Walker, as we've said many times, like, who would have thought he would have been in the NBA after two years at CU? Yeah, exactly. Um, so good timing. Uh, bring in those guys. Talk to them about the development program, especially those recruits who want to be at CU because mm-hmm, of the development. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'm very excited about CU basketball this year. Yeah, I was talking to my girlfriend about Tristan De Silva, trying to explain to her <laughs> how weird he is to play, and she has no idea what I'm talking about. But I yeah, said that, her anyway. That's that's the that's your favorite basketball player's favorite basketball player. Yeah, that's, well, a, that's a thinking man's yeah. pick, Sam. Yes, and also because they're both Bavarian. That's true. My girlfriend Good and call. Tristan. So um, that's why before we dig too deep into the basketball, well, cause we got to save that for October and November. Let's, let's, oh, are just, we, let's close this done? down. I have a final, <laughs> I have a final stat. See you once again, zero sacks as a team yeah. against CCU. Lovely. Well, all right. I'm done. I mean, they ran the ball like, okay. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Jack, Jack you done? coming up. Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, all right. Uh, wait all right. Bye. Buzz. Boss! Boss! Boss!